0: Get ready to transform how you communicate and market, not only in business, but in your life. This is Marketing Matters. For more information on today's show and other topics, visit RyanSowers.com. Here's your host, best-selling author and national speaker, Ryan Sowers. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Marketing Matters with Ryan Sowers. On the in Results Radio Network, we are broadcasting live inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio in the beautiful country Inn & Suites by Radisson in Stone Mountain, Georgia. But enough about that. Super excited today have my friends Lizzie and Darius Delapetta with us in the studio. Lizzie, how are you today, my friend?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Good. If you want any more stories, don't worry. They're coming. I'm just <laughs> kidding. That's pregame stuff, folks. And Darius, my friend, how are you doing? Doing very good. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys making time to come in the studio and your patience, and we got everything just right. So for the people that don't know you near or far, why don't you guys just let us know both a little bit about yourselves or your background and and then we'll get into deeper other other things.
1: Sure. Um, Well, we own Bill Rhodes Bakery in Snellville. Um, I have I was an employee there and then we purchased it in 2019. So I've kind of been involved there for about nine years now. Okay. Um and then um Darius's background is in engineering and he just uh left his full time job to come work at the bakery full time.
0: Nice. All right, so let me dive over. so where did you go to study engineering? Was that your background or how did you...
2: Yeah, I uh got my degree from Southern Polytechnic, which is in nice. Kennesaw. Yeah.
0: And now, so are you going to uh, redesign the whole architecture of the building? No. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie was saying that's on the wish list. No. No, no. Okay. No, that's fair. So now, Lizzie, remind me. So you said you had, I remember this now, you had worked there and been involved, and that was well before becoming an owner.
1: Oh, yeah. Well before. Um, yeah, I've been doing um, baking type jobs since I was 19, and I'm 31 now um and i guess i started working at Rhodes when i was like 22-ish cool and um yeah just worked there for a while and the previous owners were ready to retire and they were just like all right you're you're doing it sorry
0: no no you're good No, don't remind me didn't didn't you guys have to and i'm sure you were involved with it too dearest was there a decent amount of uh renovation you had to do yes i remember you were telling me early on yeah uh, Darius yeah this is only part of it the outside is still out. Uh, wait I'm just kidding I don't know I don't know anything about architecture what what did you guys have to do uh
2: it was mostly mostly cosmetic we redid a lot of the floors um redid a lot of like the um areas where they're like cooking and stuff we had to kind of redo some of the walls and clean it up a little bit we upgraded the cabinets and the counters and like the work tables and things like that mostly
0: yeah it's uh um such a pretty. I mean, we we've, we've been honored with some of the things we worked on together to have uh, to showcase show stuff, but it's so pretty on the inside and out. Um, I didn't know it before, but you've done a fantastic job. But so really, so you got into twenty. You say twenty nineteen was when you began being owner. Yes. All right. So yes. I want to ask you guys a question because as I was mentioned before, finished my doctorate of studying small business success. How was it becoming a business owner in twenty nineteen? And then immediately going into a pandemic. <laughs> I mean, was that, was that was that in the playbooks of like what you were expecting? Oh, highly recommend <laughs> right, right, right. it. Uh, Everybody uh, should do that. <laughs> I'm not doing any further studies. I'm just validating it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but was that like, a, oh my goodness. And I know you, you pivoted a lot, but I, I'm curious about that.
1: Yeah, it was terrifying. Um, being new business owners, so already not knowing what to do at all. Um, just trying to figure it out. And by 2020, it was kind of like, okay, we're kind of getting, you know, the lay of the land. We kind of have ideas of how this all works. And then all of a sudden it's like, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Like no one's coming to your store.
0: (laughs) Did y'all have to close down? I can't even recall. Did you ever close down for a period of time? Very briefly. Briefly. Yeah. Very
2: briefly. Yeah. Just for, I think maybe a week until we kind of figured out.
1: Well, I don't remember actually closing down business all the way well, you right. probably wouldn't yeah. have
0: had to because you people could pick stuff up but if it was a whole different time I mean, yeah. I mean trying to figure it out
1: we had to we did have our storefront closed mm-hmm. so people could not okay. come into the building and actually see which is really hard to <laughs> you know sell people food because you know you see something and you want to eat it <laughs> like, exactly so it was um having to figure out how to make a baked good enticing that someone couldn't see or smell or taste. So, so
0: in a market show, what do you do? I mean, what was your thought process?
1: We did a lot of crazy stuff. Like we literally printed out pictures of every product we had and like taped them on the front of the building. Oh, really? That's cool. Um, Kind of like an ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, because people, you know, we have pretty standard products. We've had a lot of the same recipes for... 40 years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in our minds, we're like, well, the people who come here should know what we have. <laughs> right. But people were still, you know, asking, like, we just want to see it. We want to know what you have. And that was one of the weirdest things that we did.
0: So just like laminate them? Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> like, Those we have about, a laminator. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, just being out that, thats a, I mean, it's a creative idea. I don't really know what else you would do.
1: Yeah. And then it really enabled us to um, work on our making it online ordering available mm-hmm. um, for our customers because it was an old business. So they didn't have anything digital like at all when okay. we started. Like, so everybody we had was the...
0: just come in, order, yeah. pick up later.
1: Everything on paper, the cash registers were like the old timey like button. Was that in 2019
0: come... still like that? Yeah. Okay. So did you, so what did you do? I mean, did you immediately get to work with the digital and I mean, you were just forced to go in that direction?
1: Yeah. We, we knew that's what we wanted to do because they, literally had zero sales data like Uh-oh. you know they couldn't look at the previous years and be like okay this is how many cakes we sold this is how many cookies we sold um so it was really hard to predict how much to make and especially for holidays and stuff um so we knew we wanted to digitize things going into it mm-hmm. um so you know we immediately did what most people do which is get a square.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, so. Um, in terms of one of the things, the COVID after effects, I think, were supply chain issues. Mm-hmm. Did, was that something that's impacted the business in terms of getting supplies you need to make
2: goods? Mm, yeah, and it still is. is Actually, it? we're still having issues every now and then. We'll, like Our normal sources are either low on a certain ingredient or just completely out of it. Certain suppliers have just flat out stopped carrying certain things, so we'd have to like either discontinue some products um, or just not have them for a short while. So yeah. we're still kind of dealing with that, actually.
0: That That's one of the things I, I, I've seen and uncovered. And it's I think it's hit most small businesses because no matter what you need or what business you have, it's either a shortage or not available, uh, whatever it is. So the price has doubled. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and what I mean when there's something you need, you know you're going to do it. But there's, do you just? Would you just? What was your strategy? Buy more than you need, or just hedge your bet? I mean.
2: It's it's kind of a balancing act because you can't buy too much because then where do you store it all? Exactly. Especially for refrigerated goods. That's um, true. So you kind of have to just yeah stock up as much as pos- possible for the crucial things, mm-hmm. but you just kind of have to go with the flow in a lot of in a lot of ways
0: yeah and, and now has that that's crazy to think about that so y'all are 19 <laughs> so involved with, you know setting up the business doing it your way and you get hit like that and then when did it kind of like you know uh, when did you start saying all right you know we we've got this in terms of like trying to get on solid ground because 2020 looking back it wasn't was it march i think it was when mm-hmm. all yeah. and then, mm-hmm. and then of course this you know there was one thing after another so it's just it's been hard for any small business owner to keep their feet kind of knowing what's next.
1: Yeah. Well, we were really encouraged by, we have extremely loyal customers. People have been been coming um, for generations really. And I, you know, we even have people that grew up getting their birthday cakes here and um, moved. You know, we have clients that come from South Carolina oh, to really? get our cakes. Yeah, we do. Um, so basically, after the, I guess, the shelter in place order was mm-hmm. kind of lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that year we had a very slow Easter, which is one of our biggest holidays. So that was really scary. That um, probably been,
0: what, April 2020? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and then Mother's Day rolled around and we were not prepared um, because we were like, Easter happened. That's one of our biggest holidays. Surely people would be getting stuff and they just didn't come. Um, And then Mother's Day, which is it's a it's an okay holiday, but not huge. Mm -hmm. And we were still our storefront was still closed. And I will never forget the parking lot was full of people like they could not turn around. And we were running out to people's cars, (laughs) taking their stuff like it was insane. And I think it was just kind of by that point, people People were done. done.
0: (laughs) So it's like this major blessing and everybody's in your well, how did you business owners listen to this, how, how did you react to that i mean it's a great opportunity but that's that's uh, i mean can you imagine i can't even imagine looking at the parking lot like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: well you just kind of have to take a deep breath mm-hmm. and, and then just be like well we're we're doing this you mm-hmm. know just jump in so would you go just
0: take orders from the cars mm-hmm.
2: yeah mean, we were doing um luckily because we had started trying to work with being more digital and and as far as taking orders uh we switched to a service called toast Mm -hmm. and they had uh, curbside pickup and deliveries built in to their um, point of sale so we as soon as we realized we had to shut down our storefront we said okay turn on curbside turn on deliveries and we're we'll figure it out so there was a lot of that a lot of curbside orders a lot of delivery orders and we just told people Call us, let us know what you need, and we'll just bring it out to your car. Awesome. So, now,
0: has that continued somewhat at all in today, into what are we at, into 2022? Like, do people still choose that option or not anymore as much? or Not, both?
1: not so much. We, we had to, once we were able to open our storefront back, we had to quit doing deliveries because we don't have the staff to yeah. cover that. Of course, um, you got hit
0: with fuel and, and yeah, blank, right? yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, but here and there people will do the curbside, but most people just kind of do the order online, pick it up. We you know, we have a little shelf like, you but know, the like order, at Panera. But the order
0: online was a new thing you guys added because yeah. there was no order online so they can order online then come into the store and mm-hmm. pick it up. Mm-hmm. Correct. The shelf stuff is so yummy and it looks so good. So, you know, if they want to use the digital, they can order ahead and then come in. Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying. So they do use that technology to a mm-hmm. certain extent. Oh, for sure. So that kind of expedited you guys moving down that road, I would assume.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good tool.
0: All right. So let's talk about the history. So you were saying how far it goes back, and I know you got involved, but let's talk about you said it was the Wade Rhodes or the Rhodes family. Was it in the 80s? or?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he started his, um, he started Bill Rhodes Bakery, which is what what we have in Snellville. Um, and then he also had Mrs. Rhodes Bakery, which was over here in Mountain Park. So you oh, might okay. remember that. that yeah, was I do. Over on. Um, Rock, it was on rough Bridge. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we could probably hit a golf ball to it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so he had that one. He had five locations, I think, and all taken the um, recipes from his grandmother, Mrs. Okay. Rhodes. Okay. Okay. Um, and then his, I think, brother or uncle is the one who ran the the original Rhodes Family Bakery in Atlanta. Okay. Um, and they have. The big Atlanta location, has they shut down last year. Oh, wow. And then they have one location left in Roswell. So they're who we kind of get confused with because it's a lot of the similar recipes, similar products, um, but... Completely separate. be albeit entities. if you want to
0: get from one to the other, about an hour and a half would yeah, so exactly. you. Exactly. Good luck. It's like going to another state.
1: Yeah, yeah, and if you order from the wrong one, you're in trouble.
0: <laughs> well, so we are talking about Bill Rose Bakery here in the studio in Snellville, yes. Snellville, Georgia. So, all right, so what are some things um, that you guys, as you started this business, I'm just kind of thinking, that you went into it that you've learned that you didn't expect. I mean, that you just, you planned and planned, but you just never really thought through X, Y, Z. Anything come to mind? Mm. How about how much work it is? <laughs> did you, did you expect it to be?
1: <laughs> I kind of had an idea just cause I, I worked at the, at the bakery before I owned it. So I knew how, how much went into just the process, but you know, Owning a business adds a whole another layer of responsibilities that just just baking is not right.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, is it was was it hard to even put in your mind of like I've done this job, but how much more this is going to add by being in both roles?
1: Yeah, I, I I guess one of the biggest things that was hard or that I I just wasn't expecting to be such a big part of it was. Um, working with vendors and getting, you know, kind of the all the stuff that we're dealing with now with like the supply chain shortage and everything. It's like you have to you know, I thought there was pretty much two places that we got our stuff and it turns out we have to drive all over the state. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um that that's been a big thing well, that I wasn't expecting.
0: Yeah, I mean it's now Darius. When you've come on, what are, what are y'all do y'all focus on different things day to day, what are, what are y'all primary roles or what you either enjoy or what you're tasked with doing?
2: Right now, yeah, we're uh, we're we're wearing a lot of the hats, so to speak, and we just kind of divided out based on what our strengths are. I I'm I'm mostly the problem solver when it comes to more of the, like the technical and physical aspect of the business, um, but I'm also an employee there where like I do work up front. I do work with the customers and prepare our products and all that. So like I am part of the team in the upfront, but then whenever something goes wrong, like a printer broke or the oven's not working or there's a (laughs) a leak over (laughs) here. Like I'm kind of that guy. You go to
0: Darius.com. Yeah. (laughs) I might need that service because I have that. I have problems frequently as you guys know. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, and then Lizzie, do you, um, do you still keep your hands in the baking a lot?
1: Oh, yeah. My my big thing is cake decorating. Um, that's a skill that I've been developing for 10, 15 years. Do you still enjoy like it that. a lot? Though? Oh, I love it. It's it's like my default thing yeah. when I'm like, okay, all this is stressing me yeah. out, so yeah. I'm just going to de- go decorate a cake, and that's what I'm good at. I know I know how to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, so. it, you know, it's funny. As so I'm listening to you guys, it's like a lot of times – in running a business, and there's so many people that either say they want to start a business or they've started one and didn't like it or whatever. Um, I tell people often, you know, my, my favorite part is, you know, you know, I love sales marketing and, and, and relationship building with people. A lot of the other stuff, I mean, you do, you can do it well, but it doesn't mean you enjoy it <laughs> much. I mean, you go in to fix yeah. a printer, I mean, it's probably not overly exciting. I mean, you do what's got to be done, right? Because yeah. um, it has to be. But people always ask do you you enjoy every part of what you do and i think lizzie what you're saying is your passion you know it comes from what you originally did and, you know making m- making people happy and making great yeah. which i remember when you made me and my family whatever i can't remember what thing you had there was one one of my diet programs i was only eating a little bit my family was like <laughs> oh my god this is so good <laughs> and then i'm like okay there's only like five or six of them guys have eaten them all <laughs> but but going to that happy place, I think, for a business owner is, like, what, what's natural and kind of why they got in into, into it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, I know I'm even guilty of, like, you get into so many weeds and minutia and stuff, mm-hmm. and it can suck the life out
1: of you. Oh, for sure. For sure. So,
0: um, all right. So, what are three facts that you want listeners to know about your business and philosophy?
2: Do you okay. want to take this, or do you want me to? You go. <laughs> Um.
0: And you, if you have an extra one, you can throw that in. I thought (laughs) just start with three, two, three, four, whatever you got. I'll
2: have to remember how kind of how I worded it. Yeah, you. you talked about family. Yeah the the biggest thing about it is it's it's always been the business has always kind of revolved around family. You know, the Rhodes family and then Wade and his, um, it being a this Bill Rhodes specifically being a tribute to his dad and. Uh, after Wade passed it on to the new owners, um, they kind of ran it as like a family business. It was like a mom and Mm -hmm. mom and daughter operation. And like the daughter's husband was helping out. And, uh, so when they handed over to us, it's still kind of the same thing. It's a, it's a family operation, both within the business and outside of it. So, um, you know, of course me and Lizzie working on it together, but her older brother is actually our head baker in the back. now I know who to call yeah Yeah. (laughs) so he he's the one that ensures that everything tastes as good as it does and Lizzie makes sure it looks as good as it does (laughs) okay I see um I got you and I'm the one that boxes it up and gives it to you (laughs) 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 um but her her mom actually helps us with the bookkeeping a lot it's Um, a
0: true family affair yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
2: absolutely and my parents um they, they help out a lot too. They've, they've helped out with a lot of the renovations that we've done. In fact, uh, during COVID because we had our storefront closed was the optimal time for us to actually redo a lot of the inside of the building. So we literally moved everything out of the like front end of the building, redid the floors, and repainted the entire inside of the building um so my uh my parents with their like knowledge and skill set in like construction and renovations mm-hmm. they actually came and helped us do a lot of that so nice. they're, the they're, scaffolding yeah nice. that we put up. yeah yeah it was like a whole big thing so they're, they're they're really a big part of it too and they help us a lot and uh, outside of that um our customers many many customers keep telling us that oh we've been coming here since it opened we've been coming here since the 90s like we've been coming here i got my wedding cake from you guys like when i got married 20 years ago and we have people say oh i get my birthday cake from you every single year and my kids birthdays and my so it it really has and and i think the old uh slogan from way back was bill road's bakery a family tradition and it really is for a lot of families. It's a tradition that just, that's where you go to get your cake.
0: So y'all probably just didn't have the data to show you how many years people had been coming, mm-hmm. or right? And so right. you're having to figure it out now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. But, but through these stories, you obviously know there's a long, rich history. Yeah, yeah. 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 So um, I'm trying to think. So you, how, how far back did some of these customers go? You said to the... 84, I think, is, is when the Snellville
1: yeah. location opened.
0: I don't think how many years that even is. I mean, we're coming up on, what, 2023? What is that? So that's 39 years, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, if y'all were sitting there and a customer had been coming for 30, 40 years, you may or may not know it unless they tell you, right? Right, exactly, yeah. yeah.
1: But we have a pretty good relationship with a lot of our customers, so they love to share their stories with us, and um, that's a big thing that's probably that probably helps you a lot, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I love to hear the you know people's family stories and how just like it's silly it seems silly but just that a cake could make a difference in their lives and um something that's really important to me about the business is just the idea of baked goods bringing people together Mm -hmm. um and i think it brings families together i feel that way about our staff like we have i think we're a team of like 12 people now um and we're we're all very close like people hang out outside of work and you know everyone just really supports each other and works as a team and that's another thing besides the decorating that is like my like that's my heart I love seeing people grow um and grow together so um yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I was going to share with you guys since I was pre-gaming, you know, when I was talking about the, the doctrine and leadership thing, one of the big things we found in successful businesses was um, people that had, a, mm-hmm. the owners had a growth mindset for not themselves, but just their team. Mm-hmm. And they also, every single person I studied um, had a family feel in their organization. To your point, Lizzie, like they really genuinely felt part of something, mm-hmm. whether they had the name or the bloodline or whatever, but they, they j- legitimately saw them as part of something bigger than themselves. And they were like, people don't, look, they looked at it as like a calling. And, you know, so, and so when I'm listening to you like that, I'm like, kudos, because it's, it's a culture you've kind of had to create. Cause, or I don't know, did you, know, have you guys hired some of the people or mm-hmm. all of the people? Or,
1: yeah, everyone, I think we have it, I, we have two people, I think, that worked there before. And then, so basically, came mostly back, a, new, a new team. Yeah. So you've yeah. created
0: a culture somehow, some way, you have embodied a culture. That people aren't just going all right. I'm punching in, punching out, and that—that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's actually quite the opposite, and um, people wanting to hang out willingly, yeah. <laughs> not because they're getting paid to do it.
1: Well, and that's true, and I I know that's not the norm, and that's the reason it's the way it is because I've, you know, had a lot of jobs in my life, and I've worked for really great bosses, and I've also worked for places that treated you like they owned you. Yeah. And, um, so I really, we really like to, um, look at our team as individuals, people who they are and look for their individual strengths and weaknesses and put them in places where they enjoy it. They're good at it. Um, and try to help them grow and teach them as they're, as they're there. So, well,
0: that's incredibly important, especially the last year or so of finding good people, keeping good people and, um, being able to do that shows, other businesses that you know, taking care of your people is huge, because yeah. they don't just magically grow. You know, <laughs> having a revolving door of people is is a recipe for disaster. Much less when you're still you know coming through a pandemic and its after effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did your team really rally together during this time? A hundred percent. Our team
1: was amazing. Yeah. And they were up for anything awesome. that they had to do. To make it work,
0: which is again, it's not the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so what you guys have done, I, in my in my words, if you have you've created a culture where people just feel, you know, again, like I said before, part of something bigger themselves, and um, when you have when you create that special feeling, the sky's the limit, mm. right? We hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, well, all right. So I got um, first of all, you guys mentioned a fun fact. Now, what is this popular item? The white? Am I saying the white petite? <laughs> tell me a little bit about this item.
1: Um, the pettifours oh, are... Sorry, I didn't say it right. Well, t- it's, pett- it's a French thing that is now a Southern no, thing. I, I butchered that. Are you correct? <laughs> you tell me how to say
0: I don't know what I'm talking
1: about. Well, French would be petite four, ah. but we just... Yeah, pet okay, <laughs> like, okay, okay, okay. Um, so it's, it's very simple. It's just a two-by-two two square of cake with a very thin layer of icing and a glaze over the top. Wow. Um, and it is our most... Popular item by far and how many did we say 50,000
0: last, last year. Yeah mm-hmm. So you are tracking your data now 50 yeah. Jeez. <laughs> That's a lot of them. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's great. We probably make, you know, between 1 and 2,000 a week um, And then at the big holidays, it so
0: that's kind of a state one of your staple items mm-hmm. so, sure. so is that well, I'm just out of curiosity So when you go into a staple item like that with supply chain stuff, do you hedge a little bit more on getting your supplies? And well luckily it, that one that is what, very simple oh, okay, ingredients okay. so
1: we haven't had as many issues with that stuff so much as like you know right now we're having a hard time finding shortening for pies mm-hmm. like. <laughs> oh,
0: just you know it's, it's kind of having this roundtable is it doesn't matter what industry I've talked to I mean it could be a, a, a preschool trying to find their um, fruits for their thing mm-hmm. and they're having to t- uh, tell the parents I'm sorry I can't get peaches because all they have is this at this store. Mm-hmm. And it, every, you know, our hair salon, we can't yeah. get the dye we need. Because, and and I've, I've just never seen anything like this before. Yeah. So, you know, who, who knows how it ends? But I think all we can control is how we react. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it seems like you've got an uh, incredible team in place of um, uh, people willing to do whatever.
1: Yeah, we do. All
0: right. So, how about we mentioned one lesson learned that you'd like to share with the audience? Or two lessons learned.
2: <laughs> um, well, going off of what Lizzie was saying as, as far as making it kind of a family at the bakery, um, one lesson that we've kind of learned is we've we, we've started getting this sense of, like, responsibility for our team, and, like, we almost kind of – not that we treat them like children, but it, we treat them as if, like, we are responsible for, for them, and, and therefore we, we become very protective of them. Mm-hmm. And over time with having to hire and unfortunately also fire people, we've started becoming very aggressive with our, um, I guess, I guess our approach to how we build our team. And here recently, um, we've especially been very selective in who we hire. And I think that's part of the reason why our team is so great, because if we bring someone in that's new and start to train them and immediately see that they're not going to be a fit for the team. We don't really waste any time to say, I'm sorry, but it's not, it's not going to work out because we've had people in the past that have like brought the entire one person brings the whole team down. If it, if it's the wrong person, hundred percent. And yeah. so we've, we've become a lot more protective of our team, whether it's with new hires or even just even customers, we've had to, take action unfortunately with some customers that have come in that oh, yeah. have uh have affected our team and we had to tell them sorry you can't come in there anymore
0: yeah it's that um there's a book i read one time and i, I i'm not using expression but it would expression correctly 100 percent, but i think what's called you really have to hire hard mm-hmm. and hire hard means you know it you better get it close to right if you're going to bring them on board for a long haul because it's a lot bigger pain to bring someone and get rid of them a year or two in mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. see the, the tendency is well you know let's give it another couple months and then you're 18 months in and it's yeah. just wasted time mm-hmm. and then the customers that's i like what you said about that uh, Darius, because sometimes customers are not the right fit for your business. Right, exactly. And people go, oh, the customer's always right. Well,
2: <laughs>
0: not in a toxic type, you know. Yeah, uh, not if
1: they're treating your staff, exactly. like, poorly or yeah, yeah. whatever. And, and as,
0: as leaders, uh, at that point, you, you know, I mean, I'm asking you guys, I have my own thoughts, but do, do you step in and, you know, handle it and say, you know, this is, this is not going to work for us?
2: Right, yeah. Um, we... We haven't been in uh, situations where we were there during a conflict, but we've definitely been in situations where something happened while we were not there and then we had to take measures and contact the customer and tell them, look, this is what happened, and because of this, you are no longer welcome here kind of thing because it, made, it literally made our team feel unsafe mm-hmm. knowing that that customer could just walk back in at any minute and we just can't have that.
0: But, but I would bet as an employee at your company, they even had more loyalty to your organization for you doing that.
2: We believe so. <laughs> we
1: hope so. I mean, we it it's you can't control who walks through the front door, especially if you're just mm-hmm. a person working there. So if you go to your job and you feel like, you know, scared of what you're going to have to deal with that day, that's not a good way no. to mm-hmm. live. Your, mm-hmm. le, your work is where you spend most of yeah. your life. So... Um, yeah, that's, we only, you know, kind of take that action in extreme circumstances. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: but there's always a few and there's always a few that just, it's just so out of bounds. It's like, well, this, this isn't going to fly. I mean, and you got to protect your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. always, that's something I'm huge on, but I always get people the benefit of the doubt until such time. Like, oh, no. all right, before I'm going to get caught up. Time. Tell our audience best ways to be able to reach you guys.
1: Um, you can go to our website, which is Um, Give us a call at the bakery. Our phone number is 770-979-2253. Um, or follow us on Instagram at Bill Rhodes Bakery.
0: Yeah, and that's sauce, is that the same on Facebook too? Yeah, mm-hmm. same on Facebook. Nice branding. For, and that's coming from a marketing show sometimes it's impossible to find the handles on somebody's Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you put it on at you know looking for it so alright so we're coming to an end but um, any final thoughts uh, coming into the new year that you want to share with aspiring business owners or people in the community um, but you know uh, as we come to a close
1: we're just hoping you know things are looking up in the new year hoping these Amen. supply chain issues are done and um, <laughs> looking forward to the new year <laughs>
2: Yeah. And I I would say, you know, there's always gonna to be tough times, but that also means that to offset the tough tough times there's always gonna be a good time. You just kinda of have to just take it one thing at a time and just keep keep moving forward and yeah. it's gonna be okay.
0: I love it. All right. Well, Lizzie, Darius, I appreciate you all coming on the show. Yeah,
1: thank you so much for thank having you.
0: us. Absolutely. All right, let me close this out. Thanks again, folks, for tuning to another Marketing Matters on the End Results Radio Network from the perimeter roofing studio stay tuned for this and other coming shows uh if you missed past ones go to end results z with a z.com click on current shows or go anywhere you get your podcast 24 7 again for my friends lizzie and darius of bill Rhodes bakery again thanks for coming on the show this has been another marketing Matters with ryan Sowers, and until next time make your marketing matter